Welcome to the Jillian Wintering Show. You're listening to a certified health and wellness coach, single mom of two, business owner, and a woman who's going to keep it real. Because in all honesty, my life is far from perfect. But you know what? Perfection is a trap. What I can tell you is my life is built on a rock with God as the foundation, and it is night and day from what it used to be. And it continues to blossom every day because I'm committed to growth and growing you too. We're going to talk about a lot of different things on this podcast, because when it comes to true health and wellness, there's so much more to it than diet and exercise. So tune in however you can as we dive into topics like faith, mindset, motherhood, health, community, and pursuing the calling that God has for you. Because whether you realize it yet or not, all of this is tied to your wellness and so much more. And I can't wait to see how you implement these aspects to create a life that's not just well-lived, but worth living, one you feel truly in alignment with. My goal for this podcast is to get you to love your life, to own where you're at, and let go of anything that's holding you back. You are chosen, my friend, and I am so thankful you're here. Let's get started. All right, guys, so welcome to episode number eight, which is titled Discovering and Pursuing Your Calling. This topic will always be one of my favorites because I believe with every fiber of my being that every person on this planet has a divine calling, something designed by God for his purpose, and it's our job to uncover it and to live it out. But here's the thing. It's not written on a billboard. No one else knows it, and only you can discover it, live it, and fulfill it. And I'll be honest, while the idea of discovering and living out your calling might sound really attractive, pursuing it can often be far from easy. Just look at Jesus. His calling was anything but glamorous. He had one robe, one pair of sandals, and one extremely difficult mission. Yet by fulfilling his calling, it changed everything, including eternity. So the reality is sometimes our callings don't make sense. And maybe that's why you're here. Maybe you're out there and you're desperate to discover your calling and you feel lost. It's okay. I've been there too. Maybe you've had the stirrings in your heart, but you're too scared to act on it out of fear. I've also been there. Maybe you have a clear vision of what it is, but the thought of it leaves you feeling like it's too unstable, risky, or different. I've been there too. Maybe you're currently working a job that leaves you completely empty inside and you are anything but, but fulfilled by it, but you're nervous to start over. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I've been there. And maybe you feel like you found it and now you're second guessing it. Wherever you're at today, take a breather and just read Jeremiah 29, 11, And remember that God has plans to prosper you not to harm you. What I also want to say is that I truly believe that, that God has you listening today to this specific episode for a reason, because I don't believe in coincidences, not with our God. And maybe it's to confirm what you've been feeling, to get you to change directions and pursue what he has for you. Or maybe it's just to trust him and keep going. All I can say is listen to the stirrings of your heart, because that's God. See where he's nudging you. As you listen today and as you move forward in life, what are you feeling? And just as my pastor Craig would say, where is God poking you? And listen to that. 
So in this episode, we're going to talk about what the road to discovering your calling really looks like, what you can do to figure it out, why most people give up, and why you should continue to pursue your calling. So let's dive in. So number one, what does the road to discovering your calling really look like? In all honesty, it's going to look different for everyone. So don't compare your journey to someone else's. Some people will know what their calling is from childhood. Some have always had an inkling or a feeling of what it could be. Others feel really unclear and feel as though they have to search for it. Some people give up or they even settle before ever figuring it out. But for most of us, I'd say that the road to discovering your calling can feel a lot like wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. But I want to encourage you to keep going because if you do, God will lead you directly into the promised land. Also, you might not be as far from the promised land as you think, but for the purpose is that I want to address here is the road to discovering your purpose will likely, it's going to be filled with you questioning and second guessing yourself. That's what the road really will feel like. It can be bumpy. It can be hard. It can be laced with doubt and you'll probably have tears along the way. It could even sound completely unrealistic when you say it out loud, but trust God. I want to give you a direct example of second guessing the discovery to your calling. And that comes from the book of Exodus, where God speaks to a man named Moses, who had a particularly large calling on his life. In fact, Moses, if you don't know already, is responsible for writing the first five books of the Bible, which breaks down what happened in the beginning, who God is, why we're here, and even the foretelling of Jesus and so much more. Talk about a calling. In Exodus chapter three, though, God tells Moses that he was the one to rescue the slaves that were suffering in Egypt with great detail, how he would help them. But in verse 11, Moses replied to God with, who am I to go to the king and lead your people out of Egypt? Then God replies to him and says, I will be with you. But as the verses go on, what does Moses do? He second guesses himself. In fact, it's kind of hard to read because you're like, Moses, wake up. God's telling you, you've got this. He's with you. But yet Moses keeps saying, well, suppose this happens and suppose that happens. It's all the worst case scenarios. Is this sounding familiar? This is the human brain, my friends. Yet God keeps giving him a detailed account of how it'll all play out and what he's to say and how God will be with him. But again, in verse 10, Moses still doesn't believe in himself. He's still caught up in doubting and questioning if he could even do it. Moses begins to blame his ability to free the Egyptians by blaming his ability to speak well. And he says, I have never been a good speaker. I wasn't one before you spoke to me and I'm not now. I am slow at speaking and I can never think of what to say. But the Lord answers, go when you speak I will be with you and give you the words to say. The reason I'm bringing this story up is because I want to draw your attention to the fact that this is what we do. This is exactly what we do. We doubt our callings. Even after God is giving us all the nudges and the clear words, yet we pick ourselves apart. We think the worst case scenarios. We try to back out of it, not really realizing that if we just listen to what God had for us and what he was trying to give to us, that those stirrings would lead us on the road there to fulfilling our calling. So side note, I just want to, you know, talk about 
the meaning of the word Exodus because I don't know about you, but I geek out on stuff like this and the meaning of words. So I had to look up Exodus. I'm like, what does Exodus mean? Well, in Hebrew, Exodus means deliverance. And in Greek, it means the road out or way. So yes, the book of the, of the Bible, you know, Exodus means the deliverance of God's people, you know, the Egyptians out. But I want to note this really interesting parallel. Your calling is also like your Exodus. It's a road that will deliver you, a road that God guides you along your way out to the promised land of eternity. So you got to trust what God's calling you to, guys, because the road there to discovering it, yes, it's going to be bumpy. Yes, you're going to question it. But when you're hearing God and how he's showing up for you and giving you all those little inklings and stirrings in your heart, that's him. Trust him. So number two, what can you do to figure out your calling if you're especially having a hard time at figuring it out? You guys, this was me. If I could hug you and tell you right now to keep going and that you just got to keep listening to God and he's preparing you even right now and you're questioning, he's going to guide you to it. I wish I could hug you and say, keep going. But for now, I'm going to tell you this, get quiet, silence all the noise and the distractions and seek God. Don't pick up a million other self-help books. Yeah, they can help. But man, I did that in my twenties and I got even more confused. Just pick up the Bible if you want to read something. Seek him and believe that he will answer. Because your calling, it does not exist outside of you. It lies within you. And most people think it's something that they have to go figure out, something that they have to seek, or that they just, I just want to let you know, if you just spent consistent, intentional time with God and in his word and in prayer, and just got more white space in your life to to hear him and to think, man, those call that calling for you, it would most likely get realized so much faster and become so much clearer. So pray and just ask God, you know, if there's one prayer, prayer I can tell you to pray that's always worked for me. And that's just asking God for wisdom and discernment and to have him show you clearly what you're supposed to do. Just keep saying that prayer. And just truly pull back. Give yourself time to discover it, to try it out. Embrace the journey and the road there. And don't try to make sense of it or fit it into your timeline because that's where we tend to get tripped up. There's no way you won't discover it unless you give up. And again, constantly be in prayer about it and have full faith that he will answer. In Hebrews 11.1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. In John 14, 14, it says, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Matthew 21, 22 says, and all things you ask for in prayer, believing you will receive. So ask and believe for your calling. If you're having a hard time with it and he will answer you and keep praying your prayers, you guys, he listens and he answers. Remember that every step towards that stirring is another step closer. And there's a good chance that God's already given you some signs about where to start. Maybe it's a class to take, a hobby to pursue, a thing to go after. It's a feeling. Maybe those things are where you want. he wants you to start. 
I'd also advise you to keep a journal and write out the stirrings or confirmations that God is giving to you when it comes to your calling. Just write them out. What has always been in your heart? If you didn't have to worry about money, what would you be doing? What brings you the most, the most joy? What does the majority of your friends and family say that you're naturally good at? List those out and think about them. Those are great clues because the things we're most passionate about, they're not random. They're often tied to our calling and they're going to serve it. So number three, why do most people give up? And honestly, this is just my opinion, but it's fear. It's fear of failure, fear of what people will think, fear of not being good enough, fear of not having enough money to pursue it, fear of not having enough time, fear of a fear of it will even work out. It's all fear-based when you break it down. Just like Moses, he was second guessing, right? He was questioning it. It was all based in fear. Now, I haven't counted myself, but in the articles that I've looked on online, they say that fear not is actually written in the Bible 365 times. That's one verse a day for the entire year. Others say it's counted 80 times. Either way, all I know is that's a lot. And it's done so on purpose because God knows that the enemy's tactics are based in fear. The enemy doesn't want you pursuing your calling. Because if you do, you'll be living out a life that God has for you, not what he wants for you. So move past the fear and stand in faith. In Luke 8, 50, it says, do not fear, only believe. In Psalm 34, 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. In Joshua 1, 9, it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if fear, doubt, and worry keep coming up for you, maybe you look up some Bible verses on fear and write them down on a mirror, on a screensaver, put it on your a sticky note next to your, you know, your nightstand so that you're reminded constantly to not fear and that God is for you and your calling is going to, it's going to show up. You're going to be guided to it. And it's going to happen organically. You just got to believe it. So number four, and this is my last point is why should you continue to pursue it? And why is it important? And for that, I will say, because you have no clue the effect that your calling will have while you're here, because your specific calling has a far bigger impact than you could ever begin to imagine it's a ripple effect that will bless you and so many others if you just go for what he has for you, not what makes sense or seems logical or something that's based on societal norms or even societal pressures, but what he has for you. Because sometimes what God is calling you to do in your calling, it's not going to make sense. And sometimes we fight it because we don't realize the fruit that it will produce. But you might find that the people closest to you, they don't understand your calling. You know, and maybe you're fearing being judged or you're being judged by it. But if God called you to it, he will guide you through it. Trust him because one day you're going to have to answer directly to him. And if you pursued it. So God is calling you. He's equipping you. He's preparing you according to his purpose, even in this very moment. Everything you've done up to now is equipping you and preparing you. And if you're walking on that road towards it, 
just keep going. I want to leave you with this. Sometimes your biggest calling isn't something you do or even accomplish, but it's in someone you raise. So maybe God is calling you to tend to your home, to raise your children, and to look out for your family. Embrace it and honor it. You are giving your family the biggest gift, one that will shape them for a lifetime if that's your calling. Remember that chasing your calling, it doesn't have to be grand or this road to fame type of pursuit. It can be slow and it can be a quiet walk toward the purpose you have been created for. And the last thing I want to leave you with is this. What if someone's life was dependent on you fulfilling your calling? Because somewhere along the line, it just might be. So go for it. The road to your calling isn't always uphill. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. There's going to be corners you don't see coming and speed bumps that come out of nowhere. Sometimes you even go around in circles trying to seek it. But if you keep going and you keep seeking and you don't give up, you will fulfill it. So keep going. So if you like this episode, I would love it if you gave it a rating or review. Also, the episode after this, I'm actually thinking about discussing how I discovered my calling because this topic truly is so important to me. And I want you to know that sometimes it looks different and that's okay. So stay tuned for that one. And in the meantime, don't give up on your calling. We need you. The world needs you. You have no idea all the ways God wants to bless you and others through your specific calling. So thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.